This week on Fade to Obsidian, we will be discussing Lightbringer chapters 86 through 89. We recommend that you have also read to this point in the book to avoid spoilers. Please be aware that this episode contains discussion about violence and death, as well as strong language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Fade to Obsidian, your Red Rising podcast about spaceships, relationships, and everything in between. Uh, I am Crescent, as always, joined by Skipper. Hello. And almost as always, joined by <laughs> Salem. Uh, hey, though it does feel like forever since we I was gonna say on. it's been a In long like 60 time. Chapters. Yeah. Which actually longer than that because it was the um, Dark Star Observatory chapters, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it, almost sixty chapters. Yeah. I think it's almost i think it's 70 chapters even yeah there you go it's been a long time wow it's been a while we've missed you <laughs> yeah it's been since well before christmas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now it's february oh my god <laughs> by the time this comes it'll be end of february we're recording this beginning of february crazy yeah mm. travel and schedules yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you for joining us as per usual. The Glad to end, be back. The end of welcome the book. The <sighs> welcome back. Um, can you talk us through today how you did your makeup? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I cried. Um, <laughs> it looks no. great for crying through doing your makeup. I don't, I don't know how it's like nothing fell down. I don't know. Yeah. How. Um, so I last, not really like last minute, I wanted it to be fresh, but I listened to the last chapter chunk. So what we're doing today is 68 through, or sorry, 86 through 89. And uh, I listened to the last chapter today and I listened to uh, 87 last night mm. and uh, I thought I could multitask. And I knew what the chapter was, but uh, I thought I'd be fine. But no, um, literally halfway through doing my makeup, I started crying and I had to stop everything I was doing. <laughs> well, that looks great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the commitment. <laughs> Thanks for the commitment for that. Oh. Um, and what are you drinking tonight? What do we all have? Um, I... Hydro kept talking about um, screwball, peanut butter screwball whiskey. Ooh, yeah. And so I made, they have a recipe on their website to mix like two shots with a, however much fills up your glass after that, of some sort of flavored fizzy water. And mine kind of tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ooh, nice. nice. Sounds super good. Yeah. Very nice. What do you have, Crescent? I have another Eagle's Rest. Oh, the fancy. <gasps> That's what okay. you named it! <laughs> yes! Oh, yes! You will not have seen last week's episode because it's yeah. not out for another two weeks. Not out you? yet! I don't know. Did you even guess? Yes, I did! I guessed a couple yeah, things and then I was like, yeah. no, yeah, but I like Twist more. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like. And then I also game. have Lagavulin in sixteen. Uh, can you point out on your cocktail? You guys only showed me this after we finished recording. That it's a sword. It's oh like yeah. Stab. So my cocktail skewer is actually. Is it one of those <laughs> uh, stainless steel? Oh. Board. Okay, or I'm here for that. Razor. Fancy. I know. Where did you find that? They were like, look. <laughs> oh, I found them on Amazon. Oh. Mm. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and I am still getting over the food poisoning. So I have a darkened stormy, which it's actually, I used amber. Uh, rum just because I didn't have dark rum so it it's not as dark and stormy and I added glitter so it really doesn't look anything like a dark and stormy but it tastes like one slightly less spiced um and then following up with ginger ale we're we're rolling with it so there you go Ooh. yeah I wasn't gonna drink and then I was like oh, I have to it's the end of the book the last one yeah you, gotta, you gotta pour this. one out yeah so We'll see we shall see how it goes um yeah end of the book how are we i think we know how we're feeling pain pain <laughs> sorrows <laughs> nine nine right yeah i will say and we can we'll discuss this at the like we'll obviously dissect it all and come back to our emotions after as well i am actually like pain but hopeful pain like this is a yeah. really these uh, this whole yeah. chunk it's yeah hopeful I think that's what I liked the most about Lightbringer is because Dark Age was so dark and it was yeah. so hopeless and now you get Lightbringer and despite the fact that it's a very sad ending it is still hopeful for the future Would you say that yeah. it brought light No it was the Lightbringer <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> no. <laughs> After Dark Age, it seems like it brought some light. Yeah, and then it took it away. Fine. <laughs> Fine. We'll get into it more because I would. We like went to the rim where there is it. no light. Yeah. Oh. Ridiculous. Okay. We are the light boy. I'm. I'm gonna do a call out. I've. Wow. Two notes. <laughs> Two notes to cover today to check off the New Year's resolution. I'm making sure I do all my notes. Um, and one of them is, it is this chapter chunk. This is how far we are in Lightbringer. Where I finally realized how far Saturn and Jupiter would be from each other because the planets move. This is the chunk <laughs> that it took me to. Oh, good. I get to yell at you again. <laughs> I just want it called out now because when it when it came up, it was in the middle of Dark Age, wasn't it? We were talking Dark Age, and I was like, "Guys, guess what I just learned?" And it's because I it just finished Lightbringer. <laughs> so I just I oh, I'm uh... gonna be truthful and acknowledge that it wasn't even in the middle of Lightbringer. It's not even when they're like, look how long it takes us to get from moon to moon or like whatever. It's it's this moment where I was like, how far is Saturn right now? Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Way far. 
<laughs> so far. far. They don't they don't move together. I promise. No. Listen. <laughs> I, I don't know. We are gonna watch the Magic School Bus at some point and you know Hell yeah, really do a deep dive <laughs> in why why I'm so stuck in my ways that they are in a straight line. And it is because of the Magic School Bus. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, uh, the other thing I would like to note, and I did message Crescent about this, is in last week's episode, you will hear that I corrected it. I did in one of my very rare editing on the spot things. I said that the Guinness factory had a 900 year lease. It is a 9,000 year lease. So I would just like to state that Guinness is probably still very much alive and well in in Red Rise. Yeah. The only the only problem is it's been taken over by fascists. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we know that the the uh ancestors of uh of gold oh. were chemically neutered. Earth right. was sterilized. Uh, mm. I seen in the troposphere. Bloodless genocide. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone kept the beer oh. brewing. Yeah. Some silver out now there was to, like... We just have to steal it oh, yes. rather than buy it. I mean, at that point, it's like sourdough. You just take a piece of it. Yeah. The mother mash. Yeah. The mother mash. Yeah. And... <laughs> but yeah, I did a quick like edit. So if you watch... Uh, you will get Skipper of the Future shows up and says, correction, it's 9,000, not 900. But if you're listening, hopefully it's almost a seamless thing in which I just say, correction, 9,000. Um, <laughs> and then we move on. But uh, yeah, it was just mind-blowing to me and I thought I'd brought, bring that back up, even though it has really absolutely nothing to do with this universe. Uh, for context, Salem, you don't even know why we're... It's because we want to know... No. If Lagavulin is still being made, or if it's the reserves that they are drinking. Um. Yeah. Let's... Is it rich person stuff, or is it super rich person stuff? Yeah. <laughs> is it on par with hummingbird eggs? Ooh. Hummingbird tongues. Yeah. Yeah. The big questions. We are here to ask all the big questions and not get any answers ever. Nope. Pierce, is that a reference? <laughs> is that a reference, Pierce? We'll never know. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump maybe in. Once the, I feel maybe like once it's all over, he will. Let yeah. Us know. Oh my God. Hopefully. Uh, it'd be amazing. We'll just bring up everything. Just dump everything That's on. Why him. we write all the questions down? Yeah, we did include that Lagavulin one. Crescent immediately put it into the Reaper's room, so. Yep. It is in there. Uh, all right, I'm going to stop procrastinating and get to the sad, <laughs> the sad uh, chapters. Yeah, at least we start on one that's slightly less sad. It's just dealing with repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nival night. Jump us in. Nival <laughs> Nobody night. wants to. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody wants to. It's fine. <laughs> the Moon Lords. All right, episode's over. Okay.
Okay. Okay, let's all go cry. Yeah, I have more Moon Lord questions. And I think Crescent can answer these. Are the Moon Lords just Jupiter's Moon Lords? Or are they also Saturn's Moon Lords? Because um, we're talking the Ram. So, like, I'm just confused on which. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, the Moon Lords consist of all of the Rim planets. Okay. Because is Triton a moon of... Triton's a moon of Saturn, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so that's one of them. The kid that gets squished. He's from Triton. Mm. Right, right, right. Okay. That's what I thought, and the original read-through, that's what I thought, and that's why I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah. to get from Saturn to Jupiter, like, hence my thought process there. But then today when I was reading, yeah. I was like, I could be entirely the wrong, and this is just Jupiter, but um it does make it does make sense though that all of them are there because darrow does say like i guess atlas wanted an audience oh uh, right. because yeah. they were in it looks like they were in session yeah for pause the attack. attack happened yeah okay it's all coming together all right so we get the moon lords we get kind of the back to the practices of the rim of removing our grav boots and putting on slippers so that Diomedes can make us look good in front of everybody after our, our transgressions, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar, but ends up totally opposite to mm -hmm. the last time that Darrow took his boots off. Which hasn't, it hasn't been since Morningstar, right? I'm not missing. Correct. Yeah, okay. Nope. Just making sure that... Darrow hasn't been to the rim since Morningstar. Yeah. Been 10 years. I did, yeah. Because yep. it would have been war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really interesting practices. And we get... So Diomedes is the hegemon. Is that what we're calling him now? Yep. Um, I'm just going to call him the king of the rim. We're going to keep this easy. <laughs> call him rim daddy. Rim. Mm, I don't like, I don't no. like that. <laughs> no, no, please no. No. Mm. Nope. Uh, yeah, immediately no. Mm, yeah yeah it came out of Nothing your mouth you. and no and at first i was like yeah <laughs> i would like the instant replay on our reaction on that but uh <laughs> i will not apologize uh however i do have regrets at least one letter you at least had the the thought yeah to take it back <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so he is now their king which they have not had since Akari, correct? This is the rim is taking their independence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, which is so, yeah, Thanks. since the conquering. Yeah. 700 uh, long years. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think my favorite part of this is we, we get how all the rim lords uh, uh, moon, no, now you have me saying rim too much. 
moon lords <laughs> communicate and like they're just gonna be rim lords now skipper yep, they're just rim lords <laughs> and all i get look what you did <laughs> look what you made me do uh, um but i like you know who's playing for who like all of their disputes and stuff <laughs> how they the politics behind all of this you know playing out who's been affected by what who got a you know um how without darrow destroying the docks and doing all that they would never have gotten their independence and some some of the people there would have paid for that but i really like gaia being such a badass during it like gaia (laughs) so ebbs and flows for me because i think she's a badass across the board but for whose team you never know yes (laughs) i was kind of thinking about that of like how before she was playing dumb and now she's like the most badass lady ever. Oh, and you're yeah. like, um, so you're just sleeping because you had people above you that were restricting you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but here we've got her calling people out. and You would have done the same thing. What's a couple thousand yeah, you... lost lives for our independent? Like she's. Yeah, you, you ran, left your people behind. You ran and hid under the shields. Like, come on. Now you're gonna get mad. Yeah. Now you have the no right. Is gone. Yeah, yeah. Such a badass. Such a like. I reminds me of what is her name? Edna from The Incredibles. Oh like, yeah. I just yes. Yeah. Has this very small, very like <laughs> no cake. Like hunched over. Hunched over. Just but like. Everyone is silently terrified of the like very old, very small woman who's just going to eat you. And then we later learn weirdly super strong. Like, yep. But yeah, she just this whole time reminds me of like uh, Edna, Edna Mode, I think is the yeah. name in The Incredibles, yep. of uh, you know, dictates. This is what's going to happen. Do not cross me. But also has this like softer side of like, yes, of course. <laughs> I love Doting children. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, her and also doesn't uh, doesn't have a cape rule. Doesn't have no. Uh, we're That's very pro cape. Pro cape. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very pro cape. Well, because we know that they can tuck up. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. Can they? Is that a thing in this? The capes tuck up? Yeah, they unfold. Do they, like, roll? (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine they're, like, a snap bracelet. Okay, no, I was thinking, like, you know your your hood in the winter and it can roll up and the hood will, like, in winter jackets? That's what I'm picturing, is it just, like, rolls up and you just get a giant collar. Um, Like, it's just all in the collar now. Yeah. You know in the, like a fur lined collar? Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking uh in cartoons when they pull down like a Oh the shutters? Blinds <laughs> like blinds or like yeah. and open a roll. scroll and they yeah. just let it go and it spring <laughs> and just <laughs> Yeah. That. That's what I didn't never thought about it. Okay, did the wolf cape this might we're going to go on a full tangent because we've asked a question prior of how do the wolf cloaks stay 
So like, how often do they have to get replaced? Are they still the original ones? Do they roll up? Or the clo- like the wolf cloaks still so. out in the... I don't think so. Okay. No. No, because it talks about them, like, they're in the desert, and there's yeah. wolf cloaks Okay, around. but also, like, still on the same tangent, their wolf cloaks can change, like, a chameleon. I remember yep. that being a thing in the desert, where yep. it was just like, now you've gone from, like, like, is that something that's a technology, or is that something that the wolves can do, now that they're evolved? Right. I think that actually came from Red Rising. Um, I think they were car like not like Earth Wolves. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, and you know, I, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, interesting. So, okay, okay, we're getting all of our fashion <laughs> questions. I'm so glad that I combined. <clears throat> Gaia to Edna. It's all coming together here. It's coming out beautifully. I have um, my wolf cloak right here in the back. Do you? You should just yeah. wear it. Nice. Try and try and roll just put it, it on. <laughs> yeah. That one I can't roll up, I promise. Oh. <laughs> it's too much fabric. Not with that attitude. Yeah, come on. I mean I could. It'd be like a sleeping bag. I could probably use it as a blanket. Sounds cozy. Sounds very yeah. cozy. Oh. Love it. <laughs> Uh, which, uh, okay, so on the uh, uh, tangent of capes, but slightly more actually in these chapters is we're down to only three Olympic Knights of the Rim. Is that correct? Yes. The only three that, that Darrow thinks um, survived. So they've got... Yeah, and it doesn't team. say... They've got Storm and etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't actually know what the other two are. Yeah, do they just repeat? Are they the same knights as the core? But they're like, oh, I I'm believe Fear of the Rim. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if the Rim has a Fear Knight. Right? Or had. Had, had would be yeah. the key. Well, word. maybe one of the maybe one of the two that's alive maybe. is Fear. Maybe. That's why they're Maybe still he alive. was afraid. And so he ran. Oh, he ran away. <laughs> or she, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we do back on the actual plot of this book. Uh, oh. We, I feel like we're going to procrastinate. So this is me a long episode. This. It's gonna be long. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, we get. So they have decided Diomedes is going to be the hegemon, the king. Uh, and then bring out Darrow with Fa's head, still in the cooler box, apparently, because he's still alive <laughs> yeah. somehow. We're not alive, but not rotting. Not preserved. 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 It's on ice. <laughs> not rotting. Yeah, we. it's in a cooler box. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's a styrofoam yeah. know, cooler box. I know I know. Salem plays D&D, uh, but we always called it a bag <laughs> of colding. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, do we think the face is still on it? Uh, what do they call it? Uh, Dominus Stink. Oh, Dominus. Uh, Admiral Stinkhorn. Admiral Stinkhorn. Face may still be written across I the definitely, box. I definitely oh, yeah. think that it is. And it should <laughs> For the be. rim especially. The rim is sitting there being like, what, what the hell is this box? <laughs> 
okay, I'm, also I'm imagining at this time... the arrow's got it pointing towards him. <laughs> and he's carrying it so that the face is facing him. So they they only saw, like, there's oh. only one box on the Archimedes. We can't we can't replace the box. We have <laughs> one box to use. How long has it been since that actually happened this though? Is, like this was my question last episode as like, we were trying to do the math of like how long is this head just kicking around for? Yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's within one day cycle. Okay, that's kind of what I thought too. Or I think we're up to maybe two days at this point. I think by yeah. two days. Well, I guess yeah, because yeah. we we spent some time because they had the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was my question last yeah. episode. Was we decided because I'm trying to think of like how bad is it gonna stink? This like, is at that my point. exact concern. <laughs> Admiral Stink Horn. Well, duh. Uh, um, yeah, so bring up that, and then we're waiting for Lysander. And where's Lysander? Where's Lysander? And where's Cassius? And I have yeah. to say that that's the most oh my god, I'm having Ugh. like the first time I like, read where it. Is he? Where is he? Where oh. is he? And then because I, I hope that like he basically says, I hope I'm the one in the wrong, and Cassius and Diomedes are, yeah, they correct. can't, they can't. Both, be, both wrong. be wrong, right? To right? have trusted him, like, and it's right. and it's not like it's not like they can't both be wrong, right? It's they can't both be wrong. Yeah. Right. Like. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely a there's a second there. Yeah. yeah. When I first read this chapter, I think I from from that one, and then you have this little portion of a break, and then you start to get Darrow's inner monologue about that, and then it's just, like, the last few chapters is, like, I was, the very first time I was listening to it, and I, there would have been no way that I could have actually physically read it, because I was crying for probably three chapters. And I think that was just so heartbreaking, because you, as a reader, know the outcome, and you know how heartbroken he's going to be when he finds out. He just has so much faith in them at this point. He's lost yeah. his, you know, I don't think, but yeah, that. And then we learn that, no, Ly- well, we don't learn. We already knew that Lysander's yeah. a little bitch. Uh, yeah. um, and sends yeah. the I just, broadcast. Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on the name of this chapter. Oh, of Neville Knight. No, sorry. Uh, The next chapter, 87. Oh, okay. Okay. Asus Belly. Yes! Which I didn't know what that was. Did Pierce know where the fuck this was going? When? And he's like, you know what? I know, I need to also... A Cassus Belly is like... uh, Basically, a reason or justification for war. I look. I had to look it up. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. So, did he name Cassius specifically for this? Okay, but also Cassius. I mean, probably because begin- Cassius from the beginning, not even Lightbringer, but in Red Rising, Cassius turns into the person. Well, I guess more Golden Sun. That is why they are provoking or justifying war. 
He is yeah. the yep. one. He, well, he also, always has also, been. Yes. Yep. But uh, yeah, he he provoked or justified the war uh, with Darrow because yep. of Julian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Darrow. Let's be real. Darrow provoked slash justified the war on yeah. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like we can't we can't pin that one on Cassius. No, but um, um but Darrow uses Cassius as Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um and then with Fitchner. Yep. Yep. Um Yeah. Probably. That that's probably the reason uh, behind then, his name. Actually, and then uh in the fighting like in the bleeding place. On Io. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lysander uses him as the justification for war. Yeah. Essentially. Maybe. Maybe a reach on that one, but... Um, I mean... Yeah. Lysander yeah. was justifying war before Cassius. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck but that yeah. guy. Nobody should fuck that guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is, I, I bet it is. Like, it's just too coincidental. Yeah, it's, to yeah. Fully it's too have perfect. It called, yeah, to it's fully have perfect. it called out at this point. Like, I don't know if anyone else's that I've ever heard has um, mentioned it of like, oh, his name is kind of a, like, similar to this because that, you know, it's just not something we would have thought. So, wow, Pierce. Uh, wow. Uh, I'm I'm going to it's it's going in the Reapers room right now. Yeah, do it. Yeah. One thing that I posted in the Reapers room, um, in kind of I guess similar regard is, and I especially realized it because I started listening to the last ten chapters, um, to like prep for all this, and the I had just recently read the Song of Achilles. And it really brought forward in my brain of how many qualities Cassius has to Achilles. And I feel like that's continually brought up, um, especially like when Darrow and Cassius are fighting together. And he's always like, there's never a scratch on him. He's like perfectly untouched, but he's the master fighter and all this kind of stuff. It really kind of made me think that maybe he was archetyped to be Achilles which then that also goes along with the the Cassie Belly is because Achilles was always made for war. Yeah. So it almost ties in that way too. So Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we do get yeah, Lysander we... then pops up. Open on a hollow prism. Oh god. And he's surrounded by full hundreds of, of shit. Gold. He is. He's I get the bridge of the Lightbringer, full of shit. Yep. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Just angry with him. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, lies, claims that oh, everybody, lies through his fucking teeth. Everybody and too. Everywhere. Like he's like, I can't let people know. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, that the assassins were sent of how dare you bring 
Darrow into this, throws a bunch of shade that way. Yeah, how dare you harbor him? Um, like, he's he's been our enemy, and I show up to the rim again after sacrificing, and, you know, he's he's making plans for war again, and you send a man who is like a brother to me to kill me? Yeah. Which is then where we get and then, oh. the hanging body. And Darrow is just Ruined. can't speak. Yeah. yeah. And luckily doesn't have to. It's probably better that he doesn't have to. And at some point I think he yeah. almost does and Diomedes just kind of like Meh, like you put mm-hmm. you just sit there in your feelings for a moment. Diomedes <laughs> like handles the situation. Um but yeah, it just ruins Darrow in that moment, and Lysander uses it to his, yeah, advantage. And, and I I read this the first time, and then even picked up on some things the second of, um, I just want to know what uh, Julia Albalona is thinking at this moment. Of you. Right. Nothing. She hasn't seen him. No, she hasn't seen him. She's not in this oh, room. She doesn't right. know. Yeah, I was in and, my and head. And it actually, it actually touches the... on it. At the yeah. end, in, yeah. In, yeah, well, in, that's in, I know, because they're like, don't let Alice her see the like, body. Alice is like, don't let her see the body. She's still no. in there. Because that's, yeah. in my mind, like... It, but it's going to get back to her. There is a hundred girls. Oh, yeah, it has to be. I, her- that... I hope so. Yeah. 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 I think I made a note on that. Um, just how oh no i was just thinking about it like um i want to know if like what happens when she does find out and how she's going to react to lysander because i'm sure she's going to confront him about it 100 and oh, then yeah. i want to know if she's going to see that he's lying through his teeth yep so i also want her to get that like before this reread i definitely thought about like oh i want darrow to get satisfaction of killing lysander but i kind of want her to get the satisfaction of killing him because she never got the satisfaction of um darrow's heart oh yes but just about to say yeah i really hope darrow serves lysander's heart to julia That'd be so good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want that. Yeah, yeah, I I want her to get this satisfaction because now she literally has nobody left. And even if they weren't on good terms, like, I still want her to have that. Yeah. Back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the flip of, Mm -hmm. you know, Suddenly, the Bologna is back on the side of the Augustus. Of good. They, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. can you imagine that the two families, we I'm end Red God. Yeah. Yeah. We get the lions and the eagles on the same side that started this whole shit. Yeah. That'd be pretty rad. Yep. I would love that shit. Does Julia Albalona know how to duel and will we ever see her in combat we have to assume so she is peerless 
Yeah. At least to some extent. Yeah. Um, Can we get her? We and have. We Kavik have no idea. Side by side. <laughs> oh. Her. I was gonna say her and Mustang, so that you get the Augustus and then the Bologna. But I want that older generation that has at this yeah, the, point the died out. Figures, I want um, Havix, Julia, and Gaia. And Niobe. And Niobe. <laughs> but in oh. Gaia. Yeah. 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 Just old Vengeance. Because we later again, we'll touch on a we find out Gaia's real strong. That can't just be mentioned for well, no reason. Yeah, okay, yeah, stronger than she looks, anyway. Stronger than yeah. she looks. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so back to Darrow's sadness <laughs> as we yeah. continue to not uh, talk about it. I make it. more notes. Um, so, oh. actually, I just had this thought a minute ago. Um, Cassius basically ends up as Darrow would have if if somebody hadn't been like, okay, take him to Octavia. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. had his hand his right hand removed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Which I think then that's Maybe subconscious parallels that maybe as a reader we'll never actually physically see on page. Um, Daryl coming to that revelation, but I think that's a big driver on what Red God will have for Daryl's motivation. Yeah. Or we'll go through different bouts of him being like, oh, that should have been me. It shouldn't have been Cassius. And then he'll have to get back on the path. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot coming here. Yeah. It'll be interesting where this takes us. Uh, Yeah. I I also want to touch on the fact that, like, I know we've always said, like, especially even back in Iron Gold when he outs Cassius um, to the Raw, he just has no honor. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you guys probably touched on that on the last episode, too, about how like in the way that he does kill Cassius in the end is not very honorable in regards to the way Cassius would have probably dueled with him. Yeah. Um, But it feels even more dishonorable with the fact that he then essentially showcased his body in this regard. He went and he mutilated it further and then he hung it and then put it on display for everybody. And it's like, how can you even regard and i think it's in the next chapter um that it made me so frustrated he even goes and says oh well yeah i'm a little guilty about that but it'll pass and it's like you can't even have that guilt if you are going to not honor his body right in that like Um, i i don't have respect for you at that point as much as i want to agree with you uh I believe he says, I don't know if I will ever get over it. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't him that mutilated Cassius's body further. It was the Praetorians when they found Rome. Was it? Yeah. It specifically calls it out. Uh, 
Because I know Lysander put a sword in his own chest. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, Darrow thinks it's all Lysander because he says the only thing when we when we do get the body back, he says the only thing untouched by Lysander so, is the hair. So. I I did find it. Um it's when him and Pytha are standing over Cassius's corpse. Um he he has dressed it in a snow white tunic and pants. Uh, Exeter sewed a morning night badge onto a cloak for him, um, but he does not look at sleep or at peace in death. Too much damage was done to his corpse by my Praetorians after they saw Rowan's oh. body. And then knowing that this is not how I wish to remember him, I close my eyes and picture, picture the first time we met in the halls of the Citadel of Light. Okay. No, that makes more sense. But then he says, if, if only he had left when I asked. And it's like, okay, it's but... Like you go okay. You still made that choice. You you, did. you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You told him. Yeah. You also only gave him like three chances, and I, I think that's where I'm stuck on a lot of this. Is he, he says that he gave him a chance, and I can't tell because the because all these characters are such unreliable narrators for yeah. the most part. I can't tell if he's being genuine. Or if he's just saying what he's supposed to say, or if it's even to the point where it's like when he's telling Cassius to go and like, is he just saying it genuinely at first and then he's getting angrier and angrier because he thinks maybe that's what's supposed to make Cassius want to leave? I don't know. And that's, I think, where I'm like, I'm so angry at him, but I don't know if I'm supposed to be angry at him or if he has some ulterior motive. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> no. But in the end, like, he made the choice. Yeah. No yeah, matter exactly. what, like... He has to live with it. He has to live with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, that's exactly what Cassius says. He's like, if something has to drag you down, I will be your millstone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, are we done with the see? No. When does the actual, I was going to say, do we want to flip to the Lysander perspective or keep going with, um, um, back still with Darrow? Uh, I forget when everything comes crashing down. The next chapter. Um, Ugh. No, 87 is when all of the all of the stuff is blowing up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because um, you get the 80, hollow and then... 88, 80, yeah, 80, 88, 88 is, is the Lysander chapter. Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, so, 87. So, yeah, yeah we, we get the, the denouncement... And Darrow basically, you know, he's realized that uh, Lysander's not doing this to try and convince the Rim Lord, uh, the Moon Lords. Um, and and to their credit, they they don't believe him. No, not which I'm um, so glad. Like 
I, I feel like that would have been yeah. another just slap in the face of like, oh, okay, cool. Now you're going to believe Loon? Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would have been totally out of character for them to to basically believe Loon over, over Diomedes. Diomedes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, is an interesting yeah. thing because, and we'll see Darrow calls it out, of Loon knows your traditions. He knows we're all in here without grab boots and yep. all of that. So for Lysander to try and switch the Moon Lords to trust him over Diomedes is such a desperate act of like this, you know, this, and that's Lysander's whole thing is him. And I would say Mustang as well, are the two people that can really read a room. They know all the cultures across the solar system. They know everything they would know the ins and outs of all of these allyships of these um, relationships is overarching. And so for him to be so desperate of let me lie to you, I'm going to say that he was never intending of impressing the rim. I think he went in this. Knowing, oh, yeah, no, 100%. No, he's destroyed. No. He is trying to save face. To the yeah. core, and I think it calls it out of he is more scared of Atalantia than he is of us. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it and, could even... and Darrow, Darrow specifically calls it out of, you know, he's he's not trying to convince the Moon Lords of what like of his rightness, um, like to switch to his side. He literally says he's covering his ass. For his allies before committing a war crime. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably at that point too. It, it might not be that he never intended to get the rim side. But at this point he realizes he will not. So like you said he's yeah. saving his ass. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, and that's that's the that's the casus belli. Yeah. Is he he now has justification for his war. Yeah. Yeah. And. Then immediately, the ground, I was going to say immediately acts on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and Darrow's faster than anybody else because he's like he knows he knows Talking. we're in here without <laughs> grab boots. He knows we're unprepared basically for any battle. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I uh, I like that. Basically, everybody panics, instantly panics, and then at one word from Diomedes, <laughs> everybody calms down. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. yeah. I did think that was... Um, I made a note on it that, again, this just shows that Lysander does not have an original thought in his brain. Because how is this any different? So he's hitting the rim where he thinks they need it most, which is the Demeter's garden. And Darrow did the exact same thing in Morningstar where he hit him at the docks. Like, and he knows, and he's studied all these things. Child can't form an original thought. (laughs) Yep. Though, I will say, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, Garter is a better 
Uh, oh, it's a better yeah. target. Oh, for sure. Like, sure, you can you can make ships. Uh, yeah. But if you can't feed mm -hmm. your population, but I oh, think yeah, Darrow Darrow also wasn't trying to yes kill or, <laughs> yes like exactly the whole rim. He basically just wanted yeah. to make yeah. sure that that the yeah, Rising and the Republic could get off the ground. Yeah. Totally. And I don't want to like again uh, like you keep yeah. saying like Lysander is so incredibly smart. He knows how to read a room. He knows all these ins and outs of like how things operate. Like I will give him that credit. He is incredibly smart. He's just copying everybody else and yes. putting his own tweaks yeah. on it to try and make it seem like it's not plagiarism. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's He's it's running a case everything of, through AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, very much so. But it's a case of like, yeah, you could be a great student of war. You could have learned every battle tactic ever, but if you're if you don't come up with your own original plans for it then eventually your enemy is going to see through you of he's just fought, like copying old ones and everyone else can see through it yeah i'm hoping that's part of his demise like now that you say that i hope that daryl's like oh he's literally copying all the things in history that i've done and all my friends have done like, okay, where would he, and then set up some sort of plan for him to hit next. Yeah, what's the next? Yep. Yeah. And I think Dara's a little bit already thinking that um, when we let mm. her, later see Pytha of if they've set a trap, it's through a human. But I yeah. think also yeah. Darrow knows that Lysander is, it, he's not as smart as anyone else of like, there's, I forget who it is, where... It's like, if you knew anything, you wouldn't be standing in front of me. Like, my brain is gone on any of the sides of who it is. But anyway, and, and Lysander's not like that. He just lets Pytha go, even though she does have top secret information. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that he can use that as leverage. Yeah. But I, especially when he said that, I almost wonder how much... Python knows that Lysander doesn't because Lysander was a child. Yeah. Went through most of their relationship. So I want to know what she knows about Cassius and all these other things that Lysander doesn't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. Um, I, I, act, I think you're talking about um, Lyria with Darrow and Severo. Yes. And she doesn't um, know about the thing. But yeah. you're right. You're right. Well, and so when Fa, yes, you are exactly right. That when she arrives in front of Fa, Fa's like, you're useless to me mm -hmm. because Darrow wouldn't let you just wander yes. in here. In compare, yes, that is, you are, yeah. I was like, there is somebody, this is something. But part of me is like, is this someone who <laughs> arrives to Darrow, leaves Darrow? But Lysander doesn't think in that capacity. And I think he also, not that Darrow and Severo don't care about Lyria, but at the end of the day, like, her coming or going was not saving herself. I think Pytha going was his little mercy of you've raised me. I will let you go in peace. Yeah. Um, but doesn't, you know, I think he still thinks of her as a lower color of there's nothing that, you know, you can actually do. But Darrow, I think, is maybe going to be more open to trust her in Red God because it's this, like, Ly Lysander's not as thought, like, methodical about these things. 
Um, I almost yeah. wonder too is I I wonder if how do I put this? Um, I wonder if he understands that now there's going to be some resentment of Pytha towards Lysander. Um, and maybe he's avoiding that situation. Yep. Letting her go that way. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, but yeah, back to uh, Lysander and the garter, though. You're 100% right that it's just copying it's I, okay so the interesting thing and then i debated all day today i was like because we know i like my history stories and i was like is this a reflection of glencoe and i don't know and then i was back and forth and as we talk it out i think it is so if you don't know glencoe is in the scottish highlands the mcdonald uh clan was the last to sign over their um approval of the english taking over scotland and the campbells were the first ones to do it and you had to go at midnight on a certain date inside and what happened is the date passed mcdonald's did not sign and the campbells had sided with the english and the campbells showed up in glencoe at mcdonald um that's where they lived the Scottish do the same thing that we see in the rim, which is across multiple different cultures of if we share bread, you are a guest in my home and nothing can occur. There cannot be battle. There cannot be anything. So that's, there is a snowstorm comes through. The Campbells seek shelter at the McDonald's house. They share bread so that you get the Highland um, hospitality is what they call it. But in the night, the Campbells let the English in and slaughtered the McDonald's. And this is to me a very almost clear, like we don't see the breaking of bread with Lysander, but it is very much there with Darrow. It is very mm -hmm. much represented there of, we will keep you close. And then suddenly you've got though an external entity of, um, and obviously Lysander to Darrow. And this is where I was like, no, that's not a reflection, but it's still, as we talk it out, it's like very much close of then Lysander moving in on the quote unquote McDonald's who would not side with the English and, and slaughtering them all. So it was an interesting thing. There's your history lesson of the day. It was uh, the massacre <laughs> of Glencoe. If you are in yeah. that part of the ham. Uh, the Highlands. I am sorry to anyone with the last name Campbell. There are literally pubs that have signs up that say we do not serve Campbells. Uh, or they have this um, just the motto of never trust a Campbell because they betrayed the Scottish. Uh, but with the we know Pierce loves his Irish and Scottish history and all of this. So uh, I wonder how much looking at that and going oh well, we can let the English slaughter the McDonald's, the final stand against by doing this. But I guess Lion Sander never broke bread. It was Darrow who breaks the bread with Diomedes, which is a nice touch, in my opinion. Though so, uh, Lysander and Diomedes do share a meal on the Dustmaker. Ooh, good call. Remember? Because it's boiled fish. It's boiled fish. Steamed <laughs> fish. We don't know what kind of fish. We don't know how long this fish is still alive. 
Is there a fish farm on the dust maker? That's all I want to know. Do they have names? Yes. Does Diamond have <laughs> Do they have a knife? That almost became a survey question for what we'll do next episode with the survey. It was almost a question of what are the names of Diomedes fish? And then I was like, that's too niche of a question. Uh, Did you listen to that one episode? Do you know that Diomedes feeds the fish on the dust maker? So far, I will say, um, as we're recording this, people still have one week to weigh in. There is one response of one person would rather live on the dust maker over the archimedes uh, your choices were archimedes pandora Lightbringer, or dust maker one person wants to live on the dust maker and maybe it's for the fish maybe i was gonna say do they want to feed the fish <laughs> they just want to feed the fish because <laughs> i can't first eat you oh it might be for diamondes no i did not fill in the survey <laughs> <laughs> dang it <laughs> You're the biggest daddy stan, so... Uh, Yeah. We we, we, we bring the O. (laughs) Okay, someone else filled in the survey and put uh, Dio Daddy O Media. There was two O's in it, and I was like, two O's? Whoa. Too much. We are just upping this now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we've got the fall of uh, the sack of Dem- uh, yeah, yeah. The sack of Demeter's garter. Sack of Demeter's garter. But how it goes down is very interesting to me. Of the building falling itself, kind of thing. Of the pillars. Um, Darrow grabbing the one pillar, and suddenly, uh, I forget her name. There is someone else helping. Greca Al Korban. Yeah. There's like, um, is he suddenly... Some, yeah, whose dockyards he destroyed. Yes! Mm-hmm. Is suddenly next to him, pushing up this pillar, and then a whole group of them, and you kind of get this uniting force. This is the moment where Gaia pulls Darrow up. There is a yeah. leathery hand, I think he describes it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but and... also, right before... Was it before that or right after that, where she's like, carry me? That's It's after. It's, it's at the yeah, end, very she, end she, of the she chapter. Yeah, she can't run. <laughs> And Daryl like, can't carry But she can pull somebody up. That's yeah. I man, I this, top, is, this has been like top this has been like old a, lady. Yeah, this has been a big thing uh, in Lightbringer. <laughs> is you're riding on my back, or I'm riding on your you're back. Right, you're right. Okay, we get so like all the way from the beginning. Cassie's yeah, Cassie's on Daryl's back. Yep. Lyria on Volga's back. Cassius. Oh yeah, sorry, Lyria on Cassius. Yep. And then Volga. And then Volga. And now, and now Gaia. <laughs> piggybacks. Damn. I was just gonna say, does Pierce just like piggybacks? Like, uh... Okay, uh, I'm volunteering to give Pierce a piggyback ride at next HowlerCon. He will take it. He for was, as I mean, long as he Salem wants, or I did. I did. He's just gonna be signing from Crescent's back. Yeah. I'm like all the way down for that. Perfect. Oh my god. All right. Um, <laughs> a lot more. I don't know sense. how to recover to that. Uh, <laughs> I back on target. Back on target. I don't think I realized until it was falling apart. Like, do we understand? Like, it's a basically. I don't. I don't even understand how this building operates. 
Like it's, it's like a, a hand. It's a statue, but then there's something it's in a the statue, hand. A giant statue with like a plate yeah. in its hand. I but don't then know. they end up underground. So it's they. So is no, it no, no, no. literally they take they basically take a staircase down the outside of of the statue, mm. and it goes in under her right breast, uh... and then inside it says basically they've done away with um with tradition and there's there's a modern elevator inside oh. yeah down to a bunker okay so is it essentially cuz i i just looked up um i was thinking there would be different like there's only one main demeter um statue and it's not one of her holding a plate like I thought it would probably be if it was going to be symbolism. But, like, is this, like, the entrance, maybe, to what they would consider the garden? Or is this, like... Oh, is it, Is like, she, like, a building that, like, is there stuff on the inside? Is it just literally one giant statue? Yeah. Is it a case of, um, oh my god, it was one of the Seven World Wonders... Of Rhodes, is it that the you go you used to sail through the guy's legs? So like do you pass through her legs oh. and there's the garden? Oh and there I know that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, is it some big giant yeah. statue and then you come into Yeah. I need a visual representation of this. So yeah. if anybody has like super artistic abilities, wants to read that section and then do it, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, trying to understand it. And I don't think I got until this reading fully what was happening. I feel like the last two were such a blur of trying to race through it the first time and then trying to not cry the second time. This was my reading of, like, let's actually take it all in. That I was like, hold on. There's a hand. There's what is happening on this building. Like, I'm so confused. I will try and keep an eye out for it on my next my next read through. We will revisit this probably next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At one point seven speed, it's about seventeen hour book. Wow. Yeah, I mean that makes sense math wise. You have probably two weeks before we record again. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so very interesting. But yeah, then they end up in a bunker because we do know that the daughters managed to somehow get them out of the bunker. Yeah, yeah. It takes three weeks, but they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, we're now we're jumping around a little bit. Okay, okay. No, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I can yeah, go yeah. back to something else. Okay. But. Uh... Um... Yeah, so that's that's the end of Darrow's chapter, and then we get yeah. Lysander, um, and then we get the Lysander chapter. <clears throat> um, yeah, full of shit. Wildly <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, I'm glad what? it was not the last chapter. Like we got. No. Yeah, in, holy fuck! In... I would have lost it. I, I would have been so it. mad. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't leave it on that, Mister Brown. Jesus. Um, no, but yeah, we get an interesting Lysander with his guilt trying to justify 
But some some of his relationships, I would say, wrapping up of learning yep. that Kyber and who's Kyber's best friend literally calls Draconis. Draconis. It's literally Draconis. <laughs> uh, her best mate. Her best mate, Draconis. He is the English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Look at this. Um, um, but they yeah, have uh, taken over uh, and the the kill squad someone, has gone through. Someone called... Oh, I guess he's not in 13th Draconis. He's in Praetorian Legions. But like... What, they keep actually, telling him... They keep telling which, him that the 13th Legion is his, though. That's true. Do like, he might dragoons? just... Yes. Do they say dragoons? I, they don't say dragoons, oh, yeah, no, but the they say yeah, 13th. Thir yeah. Okay, yeah. so Draconis is in 13th Draconis. He is a true dragon. Pierce, how None of this wyvern bullshit. How tired were you at the end of this book, Pierce, that you just went... You know who I'm gonna name this? Fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Let's see if anybody <laughs> catches on. Just Crescent. Crescent's Just the Crescent. only one. Yeah. Yeah. True dragon, not a wyvern. Yep. True. <laughs> Four legs, two wings, tail, yeah. fire. Yeah. yeah. Fire. Mm -hmm. Also, fire apparently, a sniper. <laughs> or at least a good shot. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, part of the kill squad. But yeah, we get. No, 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 not. Part of not the kill pool. Not part of the kill pool. He he's the one that kills Demetrius. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can Good we can we like on top of this? I just want to talk about like the relationship that Lysander has with Kyber. Like, mm -hmm. out of everything, why is Kyber so attached to Lysander? As like, I don't. What? What? What you say? We don't theorize here. Oh. Oh, we don't okay. Yeah, I what like what we did in the rest of this episode. Um no, I I I like the I like the thought that Kyber is actually like a Republic agent. Mm -hmm. Just like See, okay, Hyper I had that thought. The, so that the holiday kind of, T Nakamura. That was kind of what I was I thinking to be honest. Like I, I don't theorize, I, so these things go so over my head. So literally, that was why I wrote this down. It's because I started thinking, why is Kyber so attached to Lysander? And why was she not upset about, like, the, about, like, why was she upset about the things that Roan did and defending Lysander the whole time? And why was she not, like, on Roan's side? I don't think they came from the same kennel. I don't think so either, but still. Like, but yeah, like... It talks Just about how she wasn't part. Yeah, she wasn't part of the kill pool. Um, Hear me out for the most outrageous theory of all time. Here comes a very cold take. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Evie. Right. Evie gets oh shit from a pink <laughs> to a gray. Because Damn. She was sent on Theodora to go in a deep mission which is why everyone thought it was going to be ori was evie but we know that's not their individual mm -mm. evie is carved into a gray and is kyber is that why she's so quiet because she's a pink she's just observing all the time 
That's why she could work. Holy shit! This is why we don't let Skipper theorize. Is because she knows all the answers because she's actually Pierce. I am Pierce. We forget these things. We forget all the time that I am in fact Pierce. Oh my god. Okay, I'm done for that. I'm down yeah. for that headcanon. This is your one theory for the book. This yep. is it. This is it. it. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just came to me because I well, didn't even also, think I was not. Yeah, I, was and like, we, we haven't I don't know. Kyra no. is just super loyal to whoever will be nice to her. And then it's like, hold on. Where the fuck is mm-hmm. Evie? Yep. And where the fuck it, have we heard that before? Yeah. Oh, Always yeah. loyal to whoever is nice to her. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm on board. I'm calling it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I, t- I heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from Somebody, Skipper's mouth. I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for like the Reddit people to be like, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is like a very well-established fan theory. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Reddit. Whatever. Yeah, okay. We stay away from Reddit. Yeah, honestly. That would be impressive and also poorly thought out. (laughs) Flipping my table. Flipping Flipping the table. (laughs) There's a lot of things here. There is three screens I'm staring at. There's a lot of things. Anyway. um, Yeah. Uh... Back on anyway, my point being that so we Lysander has we think at this point at least removed both those who have backstabbed and betrayed, has managed to get rid of Roan and that group, and seems to have at least bring in Kyber Palace, seems to have kind yep. of a like little bit of a hat tip to him of like, I see what you did there. There's probably going to be repercussions. Don't Please don't you... kill me. <laughs> don't. Yes. The yes. How do I know I'm safe? Um, yeah. Don't let Julia see the body. Mm-hmm. And then. So that whole interaction, I want to also know, I put down like, because I like literally just listed different relationships that are happening in these yeah. chapters. Like what is Palace's relationship with everybody? Like why is Palace even there to be entirely honest? Yeah, Palace is a chariot racer. Hear yeah. me out. Like, or he's Evie. Pal- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Everybody is Evie. Listen, if we make enough declarations about it, it's going to be one of them. Gonna- <laughs> And I would just like to remind you that, oh my god, now I'm just grasping at straws and losing my head. I'd like to remind you I've had one ounce of alcohol. This is the episode I'm barely drinking on. But in Pokemon, an Eevee can evolve to be many different things. God fucking damn it. <laughs> okay, I quit the podcast. Uh, this is exactly one year in. Um, I'm fucking done. I'm out of here. Oh, oh yeah, God. happy one year, everybody. Uh, yeah, I bet you somewhere over. Here. Actually, I think I think it was I think it was while we were recording with uh, Caron, but uh, but that's okay. 
It's only fitting that we actually celebrate it with Salem. I'm just, listen, I'm just going to bring up my Eevee stickers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you came prepared. I just have a Swear to God, stickers. if Eevee yeah. is literally a Pokemon reference. <laughs> it's not spelled the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm going right now. <laughs> Actually, I have a really cool picture of all of the evolutions as if they're women, and I'm just picturing Evie on that. So, yeah, she'd be the the psychic one. Yeah, she's pink. Yeah. Um. Cillian. Sil mm -hmm. Sylvia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doesn't yeah. sound right. Uh, anyway, moving on to Everybody is Evie. <laughs> From Everybody is Evie. Not, I'm not going to look at Evie ever the same. <laughs> Are we allowed to call this episode Everybody is Evie? Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the evolutions. Evolutions of Evie. Evolutions. That's what this episode's going to be called. And everyone's going to go... What? What? <laughs> what have they done to the to the saddest chapters? We're we're coping with humor, okay? <laughs> we're procrastinating with humor. Oh my god. Um, moving on. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, Lysander seems to have a group around him that he can somewhat trust but at the same time he thinks that i feel like at the end of every book he's like and these are the people i can trust and it's like no lysander you yep. can't Good no Lune can't trust anybody when is he gonna learn that yeah uh, hopefully never yeah hopefully never it's going to be his hopefully downfall. uh yeah as he's bleeding to death yeah yeah and he'll still think or that burning to death or suffocating to death or no 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 i'm sorry if Lysander doesn't Several get things. shot in the head, it will not be poetic uh, justice. No. True. He needs, he doesn't True. deserve a duel. Also, he, deserves to just uh, he also didn't ask, I, he didn't ask Cassius what he wanted. What his, his favorite thing. poet was? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. He fucking, he totally if, forgot if all about that. If you're going to have a stick. You saying poetic made me think. Also, right. also, I would just like to say, he also shot Atlas in the head. Yep. He has no honor. <laughs> he has no honor. He also no. has no time. No, I mean, yeah, I can't think of a quippy enough. Um, but yeah, and then he sends. <laughs> I'm gonna move, just move on. Uh, he he sends Pytha away, or Pytha gets mm -hmm. to leave. I think. I don't think he really sends her away, but Pytha gets to leave. Um, and they have some 
interesting last words. I do like, so I also thought that was very, again, unhonorable, dishonorable, that he just, Cassius literally had him by the neck, and all he had to do was press a button, and he would have been headless. And then that would have also been really, really satisfying. Um, but instead, he shot him. But then he still told Pytha that Cassius killed him. I mean, let's be honest here. Cassius did kill him. Oh, he did. 100%. Like, like, there's, yeah. If Cassius like, doesn't have him by the leash. Yeah, Lysander sped up the process is what happened. Yeah. I, I feel like that's where I get, like, emotionally confused because I, I hate Lysander. But then he goes and he does shit like this. And it's like, okay, you're, you're a piece of shit. But then you go and, like give Cassius his honor of killing Atlas in the end or like all of these other things rather than taking the glory or, and I know he has a lie that he's trying to like uphold with, yeah. but like really, can you just pick a side and be bad or be good and not be this weird middle ground? Cause it's not working. Yeah. Or stop trying to make yourself look good to everybody. I think that's the problem is he, not a good it's his that's reputation. Thing. Somebody, I yeah. think Cassius calls it out of, the thing yep. he has is his reputation. Like, yeah, it, yeah the thing he most fears to lose is his, his reputation. reputation. And, and at this point, like, his reputation shit. How does he even have a reputation yeah. at this point? Because uh, he's but, a loon. That's all he's writing yeah. on. But he doesn't want to write on it, but then he does write on yep. it. Yeah. Um, you can't have it both ways. But mm -hmm. there's definitely, yeah, as, as we say, like, uh, I don't know. It's so hard because he's trying to make himself just look good to everybody. And you can't. It doesn't matter if you are the most perfect person in the world. Um, it, it's really funny because in that moment, I was going to try and call out a celebrity that everyone would think is the most perfect person in the world and has haters. And everyone I thought of that you like think of as perfect has like a dark side that everyone like genuinely, yeah, like, there's so many people who hate Mother Teresa was going to be my example. And then there's so many people who were like, actually, if you look and she did this, this, and this, like everyone, you cannot appease everyone. You cannot please everyone. You have to make mistakes. Keanu Reeves, is that who you just said? Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever heard anybody say one single bad thing about Keanu Reeves? Listen, he also, he often takes the Toronto subway and therefore uh -huh. they're is always something slightly wrong with everybody on the Toronto subway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all my coworkers who all take it every day. Um, but you're right. Like, but yes, Keanu Reeves, but he is an immortal God. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we, and a vampire and a vampire. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, how it He's had centuries to perfect that, that reputation. Yeah. But everyone, you can't look good to everybody. You yeah. will always it's have impossible. a hater. Yeah. Even I have haters. You do? Just one, at least. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Correct. A fucking, I, a fucking I mean, Howlercon guy. <laughs> I think he fought that hater. So he probably hates it. He clearly hates us both because I, I tried to fight him after he called you out. We know I have haters. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you, you just can't, but Loom, like, never just call him Loom. Lysander does not yeah. get that, I think, and gets, like, upset of, like, why are people mad at me? And it's like... Yeah, he's he's trying to spin all of the plates. Yeah. Oh my god, is he yeah. also a pick-me girl? He walk across the shards. Who's not a pick-me girl <laughs> in this series? We've just learned that every yep. single person Yeah, I guess you haven't... You haven't even seen the episode yet. <laughs> we okay, so but you would have seen where we called Fa a Pikmin girl last episode. We called both Cassius and Severo Pikmin girls. <laughs> yep. For for Darrow's it's attention. the lie. Where is the lie? <laughs> and now we have Lysander, who is not like other people. There's the lie. He's not like other dictators. Oh. He's not like other goals. No. No, like carry me. <laughs> Wait, is Gaia the pick me girl? Gaia Being is not a pick me girl. Gaia does not. She pretended. She, she pretended, pretended to be a pick me girl. She's like, God, fuck this shit. <laughs> no, that was that was transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's she can't run, but she can fly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, he's just so much and it'll be interesting because I think next, I, I cannot see an ending that comes out well for him because either Darrow takes him down or Atalantia takes him down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that think it was Mustang where it's she's making the partnership with Lysander so that he can deal with Atalantia. Yeah. And it's one less thing. Yep. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, we we shall see. There is some people who still think that he can have a quote unquote redemption arc to not necessarily switch sides, but to at the last moment do the right thing. In my mind, when he's sitting there holding the cubes Mm -hmm. and he's which will go first red or gold that's my moment of like if you are to that point of considering genocide to that point you you, you're gone okay so here's my thing about that yeah um he is not considering genocide sorry he has decided he is planning genocide yeah, sorry. Okay, like, he he, said, he says, yeah. if if he was if he was in my position, which would Selenius use first? So okay. basically, basically he's that saying to thing. himself, which one should I use first? Okay. My like, question then is, uh, would Selenius even use them? Clearly not, because he didn't so oh, Selenius no, helped create them. Yeah. Yes, but would he use them? Like that was my thought. It's like, okay. Does Lysander, again, have this grandiose idea of what he thinks these people see or how they acted or what their history is written as? Would Selenius actually have done that? And he helped make them. And he didn't use them. Yeah, true. So, like, why does Lysander have this idea? Again, this is all him being, like, not knowledgeable in enough history and life lessons to know that he like, there's always two sides to a story. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. 
that part made me mad when he's sitting there contemplating that. And I'm like, how do you know Selenius would have used them? Like, this is this guy that you're trying to portray, but I feel like you're, you've lost the concept. Yeah. He's lost the path as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Crescent, can you, and CLW might know as well, but I just assume Crescent knows. What is the ending of, so a lit, uh, Selenius and Akari, correct? Those are, no. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, how did their relationship end? Because I feel like we are now painting for Diomedes and Lysander to go along similar. I don't think we actually know the end of their story. Okay. Because we're just getting so much. Yeah, I don't know it offhand. I don't either. Which means that there's a very good chance we don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why it's a good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just seems like a lot of focus put on those two. And now back to having uh, Diomedes be the first hegemon since Akari. Will he lead the rim in the way that Akari wanted? And and that path going forward compared to Lysander thinking what he wants to believe Selenius his path forward would be. Um, so yeah. just having those two mirroring each other of the rim and the core is an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think, like, if we were to ask Pierce, Pierce would be like, I'm not answering that because it's clearly Red God spoilers. Yeah. So we ask him after Red God. Yeah. Good job. I, fo- I imagine that we will learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would imagine we'll learn a lot. Red God. Yep, yep, yep. Watch as Red God is like 1,300 pages. Oh, I mean, I'm going to read it, but... Full Stormlight Archives. Yeah. <laughs> Here's all I'm of your so answers. I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. Yeah. yeah. I, don't ca- I don't care if that book is 4,000 pages long. I'm reading that <laughs> shit. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much ends the Lysander... For this book. Yeah, uh, though we didn't we didn't uh, touch on the fact that he is basically pillaging Demeter's Garter to oh, yeah. uh, take plants back to the core. Yes. Cool. Thanks, man. Does he not I mean, know that you should not carry plants over international borders because this is how <laughs> funguses and things get spread? I'm just saying, something that can survive on a moon of Jupiter does not necessarily mean that it has things that should go... Like, like the plants in North America, we know, are... We eat them. Here we are. But they should not go to Australia because shit happens. They will mutate and try and kill people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Actually... Crossing Canada to the United States, you're technically not allowed to do that, even though I'm going to say that the plants do it themselves, but they ask you at the border to not do that. So, well, like, same with milk, so. Yeah. And meat, and yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Unless it's beef jerky. 
correct. I have taken a lot of pepperettes over the border, not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, like, let's, let's think on this. Uh, not, I don't think Pierce thought that much through. I think he's no. just going, he's trying to, I'm, I, yeah. I'm just the seasoned travel over here going, that's a terrible idea. Well, you should not do that. Um, I was going to say like, but at what point is it, because those plants had to get out there because they probably oh, terraformed right. the moons. So, but how many years has it been? Hundreds of years. Hundreds of so years. they've yeah. the definitely mutated. What weird yeah. bugs they, are living in on, you know, weird bugs for sure. Really? Red God is going to be a bug. It's going to yeah. wipe everything out. It's a ladybug. <laughs> My Sandra doesn't get the chance to use... <laughs> So, what I want to call edamame. Edme. Uh, edme. <laughs> Every time I want to call it edamame. Um, because oh if a bug takes out the core golds instead. He brings yeah. it onto Atlantia's ship as a peace, <laughs> peace <laughs> offering and it accidentally kills everyone. Red on God sends a pestilence of locusts. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god. That is what this that's what the daughters have been doing this whole time. It was Evie's plot all along. Okay, next episode. Should I have uh, a background that is the whiteboard? I wasn't yet point to the fact that I had Evie on it. Where's your red string, Skipper? Uh, no, we've got been through this. I don't have red string. I only have because I have my sewing. Okay, I'll send you some <laughs> with several pounds oh, of glitter. Oh, hold on. No, I got yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, not oh. thick enough, though. I know that's the problem. No shit. I'm not gonna dig it. I got blue. That's that's there. Nothing. You go. That's blue. what I have. Is that stuff? Yeah. I got white. There's no red in here. Anyway. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. It goes yeah. all the way to the top. <laughs> it's Greendale. Yes. Is this why... <laughs> Is this why Quick and Mateo fled? Oh, yeah. They said EVN. <laughs> they said EVN. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Because <laughs> it's so dumb with our shit. <laughs> Alright. Um, moving on to the saddest chapter in all of literature. Uh, I cried today. I, I, I didn't cry did. today, but I only because I, I was actively... This- demolition doing demolition i was sitting in horrific traffic so i listened to it twice and debated a third time and hey. instead i'll tell you what so- at the very end i'll tell you what song i put on right after because it was like the weird vibes it's a, it, we'll go there after um i listened to this chapter twice because it's 30 minutes long and i had an hour and a half of traffic to sit into which should have taken me 45 minutes um but, uh, yeah, I did not cry today. Shockingly. 
But that definitely cried the fir- definitely cried the first two times through. Yep. Um and- speaking of speaking of fucking bawling listening to these chapters, uh the last time I listened to these chapters was leaving HowlerCon. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. You wanted me to listen to it in the car with you when you drove me from the airport. No. <laughs> this is... Oh, my God. Misery loves company. <laughs> no, I'm... That's why so I you made didn't... me listen to them alone, Salem, I did. I am while not... While driving down the interstate. I refused to listen to this on the way home from HowlerCon. I was supposed to. I was at that point of the book. And I was like, no, we can put this off for a month. <laughs> I'm not I'm not listening to it. I was too much in my feelings. Especially because... I think it was longer because, than that even. It was almost two months. I think it was like two months. Um, hold on, there's obviously cat hair in my mouth because my microphone is covered in cat hair. Um, uh... Yeah, I, I, I think especially these chapters, not just Cassius, but it's all the friends. And not friends mm-hmm. we learn as we go through them. They don't actually all trust each other, and that's why the and act works. That's, yeah, but I really like that of, like, nobody's happy with this, like, agreement, and therefore it's the only thing they'll all sign. Uh, yep. But you get everybody going through, and especially <laughs> after Howler Con, I was like, I can't listen to yep. like we we haven't gotten this since i would say like okay let's let's go through the endings of the books so red rising has a pretty decent like it's just like oh yes and then i'm off to bigger and better things because i don't know if he knew he was going to get signed on golden yep. sun we know is fucking devastating golden sun probably yep. takes the number one place of the most devastating of all the endings yeah. Morningstar yeah. gets a nice, pretty, packaged bow. Here we I still cry are. every yeah. time I listen to that ending, though. We get like a, I, yeah. it's a happy ending, exactly. Yeah. But they're all together. It's all this, and then how does Iron Gold even end? I've... I don't know. Crescent, Darrow's how does Iron Gold end? Darrow's flying to Mercury. Severo's flying to Luna. Right, so we got awful. the. We've got the oh, the breakup. The Ash, yeah, the the Ash Lord uh, has just revealed that Atalantia is actually the one oh, masterminding yeah. the Society mm-hmm. Navy, uh, yeah. and is waiting for Orion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. then Dark Age, we at least get the girls back together. Yeah, the girls are back, and Cassius has picked up Darrow, but Savros yeah. off lost somewhere. Like that, it's not the hat. That's not. I wouldn't call that one. I would call that okay. Let's rank them. Golden Sun is the worst. Worst, yep. worst being because Golden Sun was my favorite. Worst being most <laughs> emotionally destroying. Let's call it. Yeah. So yeah. In number one, Golden Sun. In second place, Iron Gold. And then I would put Dark Age because it's you, you've got. Yeah, Darrow has at least been rescued. He's been yeah. rescued, but he Severo is still missing. The girls are back together, yeah. but Ulysses is dead, and we need vengeance for our men because we don't believe our yeah. men are still yeah. alive. Not good. Yeah. Not good, but there's like there's at least some bright spots. Yeah. So there's yeah. Dark Age. And then 
I I would maybe put that in Lightbringer. Yeah. Of yeah, like, yeah, there's still off like there's still there's a bunch still of awful awfulness, stuff. But, but we, there's hope. we are together. Yes. There is hope. There is yeah, because then you get Red Rising is just, hey, we'll continue on after this. And the Morning Star is the beautiful, perfect ending. little ending. Yeah. Um yeah. so like it's got hope in there. Like you're not gonna ever yeah. compete with I mean, hopefully Red God competes with Morning Star. We would hope, but we don't know. But and yeah. Red Rising, I almost want to remove it just because it's got an ending that's just ambiguous. Does the series, yeah, does yeah. the series yeah. continue? We'll never know. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a cute little ending. But I think especially of us Howlers, like an after Howler Con, I was like, I can't, I can't think of like leaving my friends right now. No. I just had too good of a week. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was super emotionally raw after Howlercon and yeah listening to that like and I and and then I had gone and spent a full day like physically exerting myself yeah and then listen to that and I was just like I was ruined yeah. I was just bawling <laughs> yeah um yeah so anyway we, let, let's get into it um yeah. we start with them and the ashes falling and this is we get what Demeter's Garter looks like, um, and the landing of everyone kind of shows up. But the I would I would call out number one. Oh my God! Can we just Gaia being again her badass self, like sassy self, and was like, I didn't think Lysander uses nuclear weapons. He didn't. Then what's that mutant? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Sephiro. Yep. Yep. And like. Guy is just here for the, the for shits and giggles at this point. Yeah, the yep. comic relief before we get our two boys just bawling, <laughs> sobbing into yeah. each other's arms, and like, and Severo is doing it like that prick, like in a yeah. true Severo manner. And you get the two boys just being boy, like being back their yeah. teenage. Yep, yeah. being. Best friends and emotional. <laughs> but they've supports. lost their third. Yeah, they have lost yeah. their third friend. Um, and yeah, just so sad. But then having to almost immediately move on so that we can get the pact, the the compact, if you will, the uh, treaty between the yeah. three. But the Volgish, covenant. The, the covenant, covenant is what they call it. But Volga, when she shows up, is all just immediate words of compassion about Cassius and talking. Oh my God! Also, I love that. Volga. Yeah, that he <laughs> that's such a thing. And Lyria yeah. and Severos, like being like, God, fucking hell. like they're in the background <laughs> snorting about like being like. Mwah. Um, I love how Volga also is just like he was the most gorgeous man I have yeah. ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, the most handsome man. <laughs> and, and she's like, "What? It's important for a warrior to tell the truth." <laughs> <laughs> Not that uh, truth, Volga. Oh, Volga, no. my sweet summer child. I, I also love how she declares that she will essentially go to war for the for Lyria because Lysander in turn broke Lyria's heart by killing Cassius. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, Lyria is heartbroken. And we know that Lyria is kind of a bit of a mastermind here of why Volga yeah. is wearing the ashes and, yeah. you know. Shaved her head. Shaved her yeah. head, is remorseful, and it's, and Darrow says as much as it would be great if Volga did that, it being Lyria means even more to him. Yeah. And she's just standing yeah, there we with knew, her we did, covered in soot. We did know before this that Volga was bald. Yeah. Um, or at least had, had shorn her valor tail. Yeah. Uh, because that was in Severo's manic drunk girl voice message. <laughs> How was it? It was fine. But, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> manic drunk message. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that episode comes out tomorrow for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, Salem. I'm here! <laughs> of course I haven't seen it! It's Tuesday! Who are you talking to with that disclaimer? Because anyone watching this, it would have come out two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Okay. Thanks. Sure. Just fucking around. It's fine. Love, love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh fearless heart um yeah so we get volga we get a really cute kind of between <clears throat> athena so lyria has gone off to help assist with uh volga and Severo with athena and they're kind of like we would have been faster but they wouldn't move their ships kind of yeah they wouldn't go they wouldn't move together yeah yeah they weren't moving in together (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah you get severo's really kind of he's back being aries yep he's full in yeah aries and athena the the ultimate duo But yeah, and the pact of, I don't, I'm not going to list what all the different things are, but I really like that it says yeah, Athena basically doesn't there's, have the D yet, yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah, Athena wants the D. Yeah, there's concessions for both sides, like, and it's not a, it's not a final. Yeah. It's not a final agreement, but it is. A start. It is a start and it is permanent. Yeah. And I like, Darrow calls it out of, this might not mean a lot to us, but it means people if we, if we hold it up. Like, other yeah. people it will mean a lot to. Yeah. Um, so we get that, which is great. Uh, and then suddenly, a ship comes into view. And it's yeah. the, Ar- the Arky's back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Piloted by Pytha. Piloted by Pytha. Who is immediately on the Pandora and the brig. Yes! Like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm done! <laughs> Just, <clears throat> I'm given. It's fine. They do, I like that the idea of they do, like, a whole sweep before, which makes sense, before Darrow goes yeah. in. But yeah. the very emotional Darrow's walk up and mm-hmm. each step is a friend he's lost um i think he names 
EO, Ragnar, Dancer, and Orion are the four who get named, and then he says there's more there's more friends than steps up the ramp. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting to me because me as a reader, even today, kind of forgetting who he names, I was like, not Pax, but it's like Pax was such a blip. In comparison, oh yeah, to, like, like us as the reader are like so weirdly obsessed with original packs, yeah, um, like packs of Talamanas. In comparison yeah. to like in Darrow's life, it was like a month maybe that he knew packs. Like if it was yeah, Mustang, Mustang, totally different story. Yeah, but for Darrow, it's like oh yeah, but as me as the reader, I'm like that was our first big death. Yep. was Pax, yeah. and then he's not even one of the people mentioned. Yeah. So it's just interesting. And I mean, they did. There was a lot of people mentioned, but or that could have been mentioned, I should say. Right. Yeah. And even then, I mean, Pax wasn't necessarily a byproduct of the rising yet. Right. So yeah, that's it, a good call out as well. His his name doesn't necessarily need to be included in those because. He didn't lose his life trying to protect the rising. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I, because I was thinking about it. So, when, like, as I was listening to it. Um, so, Lysander goes and says in his chapter before he sends Pytho away that he put Cassius in dress whites, essentially. Yep. Um, yep. Or a white tunic and whatnot. But then, when Darrow goes up to go and actually see Cassius, he's in his favorite blue shirt. Yes. With the ink stains oh. on the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. On his cuffs. Yep. So, that really got me thinking of how Lysander didn't really... like, And it almost was a slap in the face when I read it like Lysander's portion because he dressed him as a Bologna and as the morning knight, but he had disconnected himself from that title for so long that it was almost like Lysander doesn't even know who he is. And then you get this presentation that probably Pytha was the one that put him into that shirt. Yeah. And then that was what was presented. What I I will say is Cassius does call himself Morning Knight of the Solar Republic. Yeah. And his honor remains. Yeah. Yeah. So he is he is definitely well, no, he is definitely considered himself the Morning Knight for Yes. I ever. I guess maybe No, but isn't but it Mustang every single... reinstates yeah. him? It's Mustang yes. reinstates him as the Morning Knight. As the Morning Knight, yeah. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. So, but he has but, always, like, he's always, he's always had that honor code. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he ever, right. like, stopped, like, stopped being the morning yeah. night. But it, like, I guess sure, maybe, title, but. I don't know if it's, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would say it's more knowing him of what he would want to be remembered for. Yeah. And like, I think yes, that was more his of... honor is his whole thing. But at the end, it was who he was as a person and Pytha dresses him yeah. for who oh, I totally, I, I, is. Yeah. I 100% agree yeah. with that. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. 
not to not to say you're wrong about any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Just that one thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it was more of like um, how he wants. To be maybe that's not like the morning yeah. night isn't his entire personality. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. that's the last. That's the last thing he says. Yes. So. He yeah. More of a title, Actually, than and we we never we never even touched on it in the last episode. Of he has now added brother of Darrow. Mm -hmm. So I did not realize, and then I was listening to a Hail Reaper episode. And they called it out because they had arcs. So we have the beta, then there was the arc, and now there's the book. And even in the arc, it does not say Brother of Darrow. Oh. That was added for the final read-through. So even the version Crescent and I read of the beta does not say Brother of Darrow. It was a final edition before yeah. it was. Which and is very such rare. a good one. Such oh, yeah. a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hail Reaver, I caught, they caught that. And I was like, huh, I would not have noticed. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like at this point, it's not like we're going to go back and, and reread our betas. You might not. Yeah. I love. Well, <laughs> you might reread your inscription. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my inscription <laughs> says. I know. Um, I know what it says. Illegal. We all know what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're yeah, he is dressed as the brother, I would say, which is how Pytha yeah. knew him. Yeah, yeah it's he how is, he and is dressed I think how, as Bologna, not as yes. his Bologna. Yes, yes, and I think it's how Pytha knew him and how Pytha probably perceived how Daryl would want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it would break Darrow even more seeing him dressed as the morning knight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably a double edge if Pytha looked at it and said, that doesn't fit what I want Cassius to look at, and it's not going to fit what Daryl wants Cassius to look like. Yeah. Um, another note that I made about this is uh, Daryl very much so pays attention, again, his hands, yeah. <laughs> pays attention yeah. to his hands about how they're clean and how his body has been cleaned and despite the fact that there are some things that you can't take away like the rope mark and whatnot but I again Lysander's not really reliable so I don't know if Lysander cleaned him or if that was Pytha I would say Pytha like I like did I mean I wouldn't put it past him but did Lysander really just essentially have him put into the morning night uniform and then ship him off. Mm. I um, I don't think one. so. Um, you think Exeter would have? <clears throat> well, no, I'm pretty sure that Lysander had him cleaned like up. Prepped. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, uh, Lysander uh, does give on. him like the torpedo casket uh, or whatever it is. So he is trying to give him the proper final rights. Yeah. I know. Like cleaning the I body guess it's, is part of the proper it's, final rights. It's hard to say uh, specifically because it says he does not look asleep or at peace in death. Too much damage was done to his corpse. Um, 
and it's not how he wants to remember him. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say whether he is clean. Right, which I guess then... But I would, I would venture to say that that is when he was cleaned. Right, so then I, I guess then it... In that retrospect, understanding that, it's more of a visualization so of how much each character cares for him. So Lysander can't even stand to look at him because he's doesn't want to remember him that way. Yet Darrow is sitting there like recall, like looking at every single detail so that he remembers him and make sure that he actually looks the way he's supposed to, like how his hair is still curly. And yeah. Yeah. So I think that just goes to show more of what characters valued him more and showing that, Although maybe Lysander didn't necessarily care for him, he did have enough respect for him to send him to Darrow. And in the end, Darrow was more deserving of having Cassius in the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to say, though, Darrow's looking over him. His family razor lies spooled on his chest. His face and hands have been cleaned and dressed with preserving oils. Um, hands? Yeah. Did Lysander sew his hands? His hand oh. back on? Maybe. Put all of his pieces back together. I mean, I don't know why. Like, He's, his hand he just going to throw away the, the hand? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. Maybe he kept it for Lysander purposes. I don't think he has a hand fetish like Darrow, so. No. Only. <laughs> no, but he's got a. Other weird things? Yep. Yeah. Is he gonna pull an atlas? Like a, like a patting his own back oh, fetish. Gosh. We'll put it that way. Oh. We'll put it that way. I was gonna say he could just copy Atlas. Yeah. Come back. At... He's a copycat. That's all he is. That's true. Um, and the thing that's sitting between his feet. Yes. So the Aswin helm. <laughs> yep. Um. I love Severo's entrance kind of as should be the jokes. And then well, actually I think that my favorite joke happens later when they're in the room, but Severo grabbing the helm, acknowledging that it's his dad's main one. Like this is the one dad yep. wore. Yeah. This is Fitchner's helm. And then puts it on and then goes, oh shit, I just realized it could be booby. So first off, it smells like Fitchner still. And then says, I just realized this could be booby trapped. In which Darrow's like, I had them check it. And he's like, cool. And then uh, the thought of Lysander in my, like going through my stuff. Disgusting. (laughs) He's just like this ball. And then he goes through and uh, this is when we learn that Pytha has told Severo that Cassius killed the Fear Knight. Um, yeah. So they now know, and and Severo's almost mad about it. He's like, we're going to fucking hear it's about like, it in every bar. The man who killed Fear. Another Cassius joke that I would like to touch on is yes. Running out of the meeting with the Moon Lords, Darrow's Darrow thinks 
maybe you should rethink the slipper policy. (laughs) (laughs) Is what Cassius would say right now. God damn. Uh, uh, Well, because then, so then we go into his room and Dara's kind of upset at first if you've infiltrated his personal space. Everyone walks in and starts touching stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we learned it's the only room on the Archimedes that Dara has not been in. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get kind of all his cute little personal things. Uh, which is adorable, but just the one joke, and then we'll go back to this, is when they see the hollows. And, and um, but the, <laughs> some people peek too soon. And then, like, several that. immediately was like, Oh, just see what he wanked it he to. He would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> he would have got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yet, the adorable. So it kind of goes through, like, oh, yeah, here's all the random collection of things that we all have that, like, means nothing to nobody else. But then you get. The, the Archimedes family, you get pictures of them all together. You just together. get pictures. And then the... Yeah, news clippings of the You pack. get the news clippings. That is yeah. the, like, included And clown, yeah, not just, like... Clown and Pebble and Screwface. And all the OGs. Yeah. Yeah. Just Except for Thistle, the... she's not doing much. Fuck yeah. you, Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Thistle? We don't talk about Thistle. <laughs> can't she not breathe out of her nose at the end there? Probably can't breathe out of anything. Anything? No, but isn't Antonia's bashes yeah. her? No, it's Antonia that can't. Victor bashes oh, her yeah. in so much. Yeah. Never uh, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Thistle's head just looks like this. <laughs> Describe that to the listeners, please. Uh, it's been caved in around a metal bar. Uh, taking taking heart shape to a whole new the, level. Yeah, the golden arches. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets all the clippings, and 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 then we know that they've been watching, and just the cutest. Where I love Severo takes the chair, and then like shows Daryl the ground, and Daryl just sits down on the ground. And Severo <laughs> like pats him on the shoulder, and is like, "Let's see." And, They're finally and, the same height. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's them in the lock, and it just happens to be the three of them on their horses, yeah. and then that last little bit of it'll oh. be a long uh it's a long journey home, and like we know it's like hundreds of or thousands of hours of footage probably, but yeah, it's a long journey home as they're just sitting there. Yeah, where should we start? Wherever yeah, he left, he left off. off. And it's the lock. Um, um, and then we get the message uh, home. Yeah. Before yeah, before the message home, yeah. we get the... Um, it's kind of an epigram. Um, Uh, together now at the age of many of the proctors who watched our antics from Olympus, we watched the three boys ride their horses across a moonlit plain. The boys were us once. Drunk on victory, they carried an, carried an owl standard and howled like idiots at the moons. We were idiots. Trapped in a world of lies, maybe the howls were the truest things that came out of our mouths. We were all just lonely in search of a pack. Aww. 
I somebody somebody linked uh linked a reel of that uh in I think it was in the I have finished Lightbringer chat a couple weeks ago. And I hadn't listened to those since uh since HowlerCon. And I wept. Yeah. That's when I was doing my makeup. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so it's I I think that's what is most emotional about it is because it just brings it back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so very fitting. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it also, for Cassius's like character arc, it, it perfectly mirrors him and Darrow at Roke's death. But the difference yeah. of that was them reuniting as friends of let's watch these hollows and think of who at yeah. that time was, the, you know, the other quote unquote third friend. Um, if we take several <laughs> out of the mix, the third friend would have been Roke and and that downfall. But how different it is of that downfall was Roke was on the other side and Cassius during that was still on the other side. We didn't know where Cassius was falling, where he was aligning himself. And now we have three books later that it's for Cassius who did end up being the close friend, the close ally um, and having those moments. And with Severo who was the outsider to those three is now the one who has the reflection and is the one who has never, we never really saw him in Cassius friends. We know it happened behind Darrow's back. They talk about how they talked clearly Severo is upset by these things. Uh, and he is the one who instigates it all of Look, look what I found. Let's go through. It's not Darrow bringing Severo into it. It's Severo bringing Darrow into it. And and this, watching those hollows after a friend's death for two very different reasons, even though they're the same hollows, um, it hits totally, totally different on, I would say, but on Cassius and Darrow's friendship path and their character arcs of how far they've come since those boys in the lock since those boys sitting together, I mean, dueling at the gallery, we could go through the whole thing, but sitting together after Roke's death and now why, you know, Roke killed himself because he thought he knew better and could not. And in comparison to Cassius, basically killed himself, forced Lysander to kill him for what was actually the better um, path. He, he wanted to stop yeah, that not, genocide. Not just yeah, his... Not for what he believed was right, but what he knew, knew was, was right. right. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of that, um, especially with you making the point that Severo was the one that initiated this event of them watching the Holos, I, I 
I think a lot of that gesture was he cares so much for Darrow, and so he wants to give Darrow that solace. But again, like you're saying, they had this relationship when they were on the Archimedes. And so I think he's masking it as, let me help you, Darrow. And of course, Darrow is probably going to see it that way. But then Severo secretly on the inside is like, I need this for myself, too. Yeah. Well, and we know Savro's been going through how much grief on this whole book, especially the loss of his son, that he does not get to properly mourn in any capacity. And so he is probably doing double duty right now of this is a moment where I can mourn both Cassius and my son. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then we get the message sent to home mm-hmm. of basically on the back of a tight beam and a prayer yeah. yep and but and then at the end of that so i listened to it twice today and i was still in traffic and so you know the song that came to mind is i forget who the female singer of it is but it's it's a p diddy song of coming home that i'm coming home i'm coming home tell Um, the world i'm coming home let the rain uh wash away all the pain of yesterday though my kingdom awaits i forget the rest yeah but that was yeah it is actually skylar gray good yeah look at this go yeah, that was what I listened to afterwards because it just was so like that little final speech, that little message to Mustang was just that's all I could get in my head. It was like that. This is what the song is, which then got me down a whole random path of like songs from that era. But what's that? Not I'm gonna add it to. We have a Red God Theories playlist. Oh. And really a lot of it is like, and it's all, it's mostly Sweets, Dive, and I, and I think Scarlet put some stuff on there too. Um, But we have a lot of songs on there and uh, I'm adding that one. Yeah. Because that is very fitting. Right. We also have, Um. we also have I Need a Hero on there. (laughs) Which version? And is it the Shrek 2 version? I can't. Okay, be. I, don't, I don't know why, but in the US, I cannot get the Shrek 2 version on Spotify. You can't get it in Canada either. You have to use it. Otherwise, oh, really? that Mike was... Myers didn't fight for that? Bastard. No. So, apparently, but understand. that was the intended version. I know. That's the best version. Yes. I had that I had that CD, the Shrek 2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Both Shrek soundtracks are hopping, but this. Trek 2 is the best. Um, yep. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, I just needed to be in my feels, and that was the song. That, that seems very fair. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you, either of you have the sound on for the Drake post? Not, sorry, not the post for the... Oh, your ingredients? You did um, Hey Brother by ing- Avicii. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I that one I liked. It took me so fucking long to get that lined up. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. Uh, yeah. You did good though. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, that brings us 
to the end of Lightbringer, which we will next week get into all of our thoughts and feels. And actually, it will be more filled with Howler thoughts and feels as we go through and get all the survey results, which are already like literally I check it every few hours and I'll have more responses. So fucking funny, some of them. And then some of them, I would like to question your reading comprehension, but that's for another another uh, time. Uh, um, book clubs and reading comprehension do not go hand in hand. Not we have learned the same. This. Not Repeatedly. the same. Repeatedly. Not the same. Uh, we love you all, but guys, learn so to much. read questions. Learn to read the proper question. Uh, it's also funny because the amount of people, the last question on there is what question did you wish I asked? And we will dig into them. And the amount that are just red God theories. And I wanted to be like, guys, we don't theorize, but I can't say that after this episode. <laughs> All we do is theorize, apparently. Yeah. Um, everything is Evie. It's the, it's the evolution is, of our podcast. The evolution. <laughs> We've now gotten to the end, so now you can theorize. Now we can theorize. Yeah, this yeah, is I the suppose. first time we've ended, and I guess when we ended Dark Age, you didn't know, Salem, what was coming, but me and no. Crescent yeah. did. <laughs> this is the first mm-hmm. time we can actually sit there and have no idea what's coming, so it's very interesting. Um, yeah, we started this episode by asking, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling hopeful, and I think that... Yeah. Ties into yeah. me listening to that coming home song. Um, and we know Lysander's off to kind of deal somewhat with Atlantia in some capacity. And we don't have to maybe deal with that in the first three chapters of Red God. Um, I'm feeling hopeful. How God, are you guys feeling? Yeah. I'm hopeful that um, this whole thing with Lysander and Atalantia is going to get solved pretty quickly. And then we're going to move on to the Jackal. Or the yeah. abomination. Where the fuck yeah. is he been? Yeah. So, and I was also thinking about this Luna. today because I was like, oh, it was, I, I feel like Lysander is now going to go, I don't think he's going to go to Mars. I think he's going to go to Luna. And then we're going to have the showdown with abomination. And I think Mustang has been dealing with abomination this whole time. And I think we're going to get, because really the second half of the book, we didn't get much Mustang perspective no at all. No idea what's happening. And I yeah, think, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of Mustang uh, perspective so. on this side. I really hope so. On Red so. God. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. more Lyria. We didn't really have any Lyria at the end. No. Perspectives. So, I mean, let's look at our character point of view. So we know Pierce did not add a point of view for this, even though he did write and he wrote a several one at one point. Yeah, 100 pages of several. And he wrote an Atlas point of view at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That would have been really cool to read. But That would have been fucking weird. Yeah, our current four point of views. So Darrow and Lysander, we see where they're going. Lyria is off with Volga. So we'll be somewhat close like it's interesting of what'll happen there it'll be a yeah she could perspective. weave in and out of darrow's yeah. yeah um and then we we have mustang that we need to catch up with whatever's been happening back home yeah the re the rebirth of the sons of aries yeah um the sons and, and daughters coming back together yeah the Pandora is back. Yep. Yep. Back in 
Barca Julii hands. Yep. Jade Green. Julii Barca. Yeah. Julii Barca. Um, yeah. So lots, lots to come, lots to happen. This is still continues to be my favorite book of the series. Yeah. So it's good. fuck. It's so good. Yeah. Like Pierce doesn't miss. No. And he just keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think the reason why the ending of this book is so emotional because he did so well on building it all up. Oh, yeah. In Lightbringer to get here. So, yeah, I I think that's a really good mark on his writing. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, I think that's it. Um, The one thing. Yeah, well, the one thing we have to talk about is the Expect Me contest. Yes, we, we do. have two entries um, to it. Uh, so you'll remember, it was like a month ago at this point that we... Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> and by yeah. the time you watch this, it'll be like six weeks uh, since we've open this up of we wanted merch now there is some ongoing discussion um about whether or not we the idea was that we would release these for people to vote on which one they like uh or we could just release them both uh so maybe that's part of it and give us some feedback right now on your screen um down there and right here, probably. I don't, somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so appearing on your screens right now over the Fade to Obsidian logo is coming up a design by Mishap, or Matt Reynolds Art. And over the Howler's Den logo is coming up one by Slink, who is just lost in books. Uh, so what we will be doing um, is we will hold a contest. You can vote between the two. Very similar, you'll see, of using the sling blade in first, kind of that call to action. Um, and then the words expect me. I like it carved onto the sling blade as well as Slink mm-hmm. puts it uh, going across. Is it the hosta? Is, a, is that that's what the other sword yep. is? Is mm-hmm. that what I'm correct on? Um, and so these will be going up on... Uh, We're going to do a poll, uh, or if it is a pretty clear tie or people, enough people tell us they want some of each, we will put them both up, uh, and then they do, they will, we're going to give them half the profits for lovingly giving us these designs. Absolutely. Uh, and they'll be available on Redbubble. Unfortunately, because I don't know exactly what type of files they're giving me, we will definitely promise you t-shirts. Uh, stickers and all of that but when it comes to the aprons the clocks the duvets especially and some of the weirder other things it does have to be special files so it all depends on what that looks like uh but take a look um and head into we're gonna host it in the den the official poll but you are feel free to comment here on youtube if you're on spotify head over to youtube or 
our Instagram and let us know what you guys think of these two brilliant designs. And thank you so much, uh, Miss Hap and Slink, for submitting them. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, we love having the competition. And second of all, we love that you guys were willing to do that for us. Yeah. Um, Skip Skipper has had Expect Me living in her mind rent-free for uh, ever. I'm still yeah. shocked of how big of a thing I made it that I didn't realize yeah. it's not actually that big of a deal. It just weirdly is to me. <laughs> so thank it's, you. It's a big deal. It's just not a big oft-repeated deal. <laughs> it's only the two times. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, thank you both. Uh, and everybody go chime in on YouTube, Instagram, or in the den uh, and let us know what you guys think of these becoming merch. Uh, and then I think that is it. Uh, make I, sure you're go. Yeah. Before we totally sign off, we should speak of the other only merch. other merch that I was you gonna can actually say. get that, that the rest of us are wearing. Know, um, right? <laughs> or one of us is wearing. Yeah. Over at howlerhollow.net hey. you can grab the Thunder and Lightning yeah. sweaters, um, shirts, stickers. Sweaters, shirts, stickers, sweatshirts. Um, pretty much if you love your boys, Cassius and Darrow, um, then there are uh, shirts on howlerhollow.net. Show us the back, Salem. Oh, God. Can I get up? <laughs> Salem's too drunk. No, I got not. faded to obsidian. No, I did not. Oh, it's amazing. Can you even see so it? So good. Yeah. I don't know. If you Pull can your hood up. No. There we go. There it yeah. is. Lovely. I would definitely Fantastic. say for the sweatshirt size up because they are a little small. Okay. And this no is coming running. from Salem, so yeah. maybe size up twice. <laughs> <laughs> love it uh yeah check us out in the howlers den um you can find if you're on youtube or spotify right now check out our bio um or the link tree you will find the link there the description everywhere. description everywhere otherwise if you want to type it in it is discord.gg slash the howlers den there you go that works too um yep. Yeah, find us in there. Uh, we're always having a good time. Lots of chaos. The best All time. the time. Yeah. Unless so we're we finishing have... Lightbringer, then it's a really no, bad time. Not... Yeah. I don't know. We had a great, <laughs> we had more laughs this episode than I think we have. In Honestly, a like. In a long time. We were Salem's bringing, humor. bringing the vibes in. Yeah. Uh, I we... swear, if you don't name it Evolution, <laughs> it's being named Evolution. <laughs> yep. How many Pokemon people are going to watch this episode? So confused. What is happening? Yep. Let's let's hit. Then they'll have to dig Pokemon. further in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, next week, Salem is back with us as we do uh, our true ending wrap up to Lightbringer. Yeah, our full full book wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in which we're getting everybody's opinion. The week asked after that, 
it is the memorial to Cassius. The Cass Bash 3.0 with Ram and Hydra. Bow, bow. Yes! <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that much of a fight. Uh, but we're going to do it. Uh, and then I think we're taking a couple weeks off before we do the Count of Monte Cristo. So make sure you are reading the... Oh, yep. I don't even have my copy here yeah. anymore. The biggest book You did? Ever. Where did it's, it go? It's underneath the desk now. Why? You were worried it was going to snap had, the desk. I had too many Jesus things on Christ. the desk. It's and yeah, that is a big a fucking thick, book. A thick boy. A thick, thick boy. boy. <laughs> so, Meringue and Fox will join us for the Count of Monte Cristo. After that, there are no plans. So make sure you there is a survey that floats around, uh, or message us on what you want to see on fade to obsidian we have some people who want to come on and if you want to come on and talk about your favorite relationship obviously salem is coming back to talk mustang and darrow at some point yeah shock it's illegal for her not. shocking um other thing that is shocking is that nobody has claimed the victor severo relationship Thought would people would be all over that, being like, I want to talk Victor Severo. It's too intimidating. And the Licking amount the of times. Tail. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about that one? But Licking like, um, how Lyria, Okay, yes. depends on how much you want your episode to be unhinged, but the amount of times people talk about like just the the relationship of Severo and Victra. In in chat, like I, it could be really good or it could be really unhinged. Yep, we're gonna see. So I wish you all yep. the best of luck. Thank you, thank you. We'll take it. <laughs> you know um, us; we don't drive on chaos. Yeah, never. Uh, but yeah, send us a message. Okay, this is thank you everybody for watching. <laughs> It'll end eventually. Yeah, we're gonna go cry day. now, okay? Go. <laughs> it's time for a group cry. We've yeah. been holding yeah. it back this whole episode. Yeah. This has been Fade to Obsidian. Thank you, everybody. Two and a half hours in. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Bye.